Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again, you're doing another wild card, is Mitch. How are you, mate? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Another round. Here we another go. Another round. So, yes, um, JD's away again. He's. We'll let him explain later why he's been away. But. Um, <laughs> yeah, not our news. It's not our news. It's not our place. But he's he's well. He says hello to everyone. Um, unfortunately, he just can't be here to record again. So we're doing a wild card round with Mitch. How did you find the Sandown Five Hundred? Did you watch? Did you catch watched, much of the racing? Watched most of the weekend, to be honest. You see, just, like, just to jump straight into something. Did you see that crazy crash in the eighty sixes? I did. How crazy was that? I was like, just watching the crash, like, wow, that's big. And then it landed on the back of a ute. Like, what? <laughs> and then the guy in the ute gets out and checks his pockets, like, yep, got my phone and stuff. All right, let's go. <laughs> got my keys. I'd hate to lose my keys. Got to get home, you know? <laughs> oh, we laugh about it now, but oh, my God. That could have it been was, so much worse. That could have been really bad. And it's one of those things. It's no different than the other week when one of the blokes in our chat put up the crash at the Norschleifer of – one of the was it BMW or something went into that Armco stuff and it just used it like a ramp. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the Armco bent, just launched it. It's mm. it's pretty crazy. Like I guess, but one thing is the amount of times that car flipped, and um, John I Fowler was the driver, I believe. He's okay. Like it shows how safe these cars are now. But still, yeah, not, he was not something lucky. you want to see. He was lucky he didn't land on his roof on the back of that tray. Yeah, that he could have landed been on the place. side. That was, but oh, you know, well done to all the officials and stuff to getting it rebuilt in such a quick time and to helping him out. And, you know, the medical teams and stuff—they do a great job there. Yep, definitely. Well, okay. let's kick it off at the start. It's retro round. Um, how'd you find the liveries? I see. I think this, I feel like this happens every year. This retro round stuff comes up. I always find myself saying. They should just leave it like that. Like, Monster, it's Mustang. Leave it like that. That looks good. Looks so much better. And really, it doesn't hurt too many of the sponsors, except for maybe Bendix. They lose a lot of real estate on the front of the car. But I don't know. It just looks better. It does uh, look better. Um, Frosty's going to run that Team 18 Irwin NASCAR-inspired livery again at Newcastle. I actually quite like that. It was a really nice blue. I kind of hope the um, Walkinshaw cars just run that livery again. Like, that was their livery. I know that their online appliances and winning appliances aren't the most exciting liveries, but the uh, rest of the livery look fantastic. Oh, yeah, the, the, the old helmet. The line. old 1999 yeah. one. That, and it suits them. Like, it, just... it was giving um, Larco PTSD, but... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it did. It, 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 that, it just that one was fit my the childhood. Really though. well. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I. Those are the cars that I grew up watching. Yeah. I remember watching them going. Oh, did they win again? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> it was when Scafey went to the VX, right? And he had the all red livery one. That's the one that he dominated in. Yeah. <laughs> and then as a holding like, fan, I sort of turned up. Ah, <laughs> uh, I used to hate that Pertec car. Like as, as I didn't a, mind it. I thought it was all right. <laughs> as, a, as a young Holden boy, that car used to give me nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine. And either but, when Ambrose wasn't driving, when Bright drove it, he still won in Darwin with it. And I was like, oh, I hate that car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're a nice guy, Brighty, but just 
go away. <laughs> so which which one was your favorite livery? I'd have to go the Erebus because I really like E30 BMWs. I think they're a pretty cool car. Mm-hmm. I like Jim Richards, and it just looked really cool. <laughs> and I love GBS cigarettes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it smoked me down a big old pack of GPS. No, I don't. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought they and they did the best job too because Erebus just seemed to they throw it at the whole team. Like the drivers have their suits done like that. I know it's not a big of a change for their suits, but still. They still must have spent a bit of money this year on suits because you think they had those kiss suits for new car for Gold Coast Gold. and now they've got brand new suits for um, Sandown. Yeah. Sandown. They got full matching ones. I remember when Davy Reynolds had to wear a green boot with tape on it because they couldn't buy the green racing boots when he was with Bolo Racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, Betty's not exactly poor, but I'm sure she doesn't put too much personal money into this if she doesn't have to. But so so there's talk now that supercars want to make this compulsory, the retro round compulsory. I didn't see that. Well, you've got to think, you've got the two biggest teams on the grid. You've got... um, (laughs) They wore hats. Well, Red Bull anyway. (laughs) Red Bull run the excuse that we ran our our, um, retro livery at Bathurst. And like that, the car that they ran at Bathurst looked pretty good. Like I quite liked the old HDT livery. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Well, yeah, I guess that's a good point. They they have done something pretty cool this year. Um, but the point is, you got to do it at this round. But I think if supercars want to make this a compulsory round, maybe throw some. some assistance to some of the teams. Going here's some financial. Like you get, I don't know how much it costs to sticker up a car. But, I can't imagine it's cheap. And like, well, but every car pretty much will get. I guarantee you, every car will probably get re-stickered before the race, like before every round. So well, it's not like, like the cars are pretty much. Nissan put that video up where they were like this is a fair while ago now, like six months or so, um, where they were, did the rebuild of Jacobson's car, and yeah, they completely re-stickered that entire thing, and it wasn't even damaged. No. So. Yeah, I guess they do. I think a lot of the costs will be in design. And I honestly believe that the biggest factor in all of this retro round stuff and looking good is going to be the sponsors. Yep. The sponsors don't let their logos be played with color-wise and sort of moved around a bit, then it's not really going to work. Like old brands that have been around 50-plus years, like, yeah, use our old logo. That'll be cool. That'll be fun for us as well. But just changing the color of your logo or the shape or something might not be super appealing when you're paying heaps of money to have it on a car. What I want to see is why can't DJR, Team Penske, run like the 2001 AU Falcon livery of the Shell Helix? Like, you know, the red bonnet, the yellow yeah, in the middle, and the blue on the rear. Like, yeah. all that you need to do is change Helix to V-Power, and you've It'll got work. a pretty good, iconic custom livery of back when they were winning races as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it does look good too. It's it's uh, very much dated though. Like those colours just scream like late nineties, early two thousand. <laughs> yeah, but it's retro. Yeah, yeah. Well, the nineties is like the eighties now. So exactly. That. <laughs> For us, like at least. I don't know. I just think that's the livery that I want to see done. Except that some bloke's car in his driveway. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> on BA. So what I've done is I've just <laughs> I've just quickly Googled 2001 DJR Falcon and one of the photos is just some blokes, yeah. Falcon painted with BA wheels sitting in his driveway with Radisson Johnson. Yeah, I know. His big spoiler on the back of it too. I don't think the cops will pick that up. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I, I honestly think that's what the livery they should have run. I think, yeah, I would love to see every car on the grid do it. It'd be super cool. But they need to help with the costs because I don't believe every small team is going to go, yeah, we can absorb that cost. Like Matt Stone Racing have a... The funny thing is the Matt Stone, the Brad Jones, the t- uh, the Technos, they're well, all the Matt... ones that did it. Yeah, which is kind of weird. But Matt Stone does have like sponsorship deal with SS Signs, who just advertise entire vehicle wraps here. So I'm guessing that sort of helped them out to get that one across the line. Um, yeah. But yeah, if tech, well, Techno, Johnny Webb is rich. Just doesn't spend his money. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always now talk but about. You have do you make seen the co- controversy now. Well, not controversy, but they're going. They're going to have some serious talks about this team, Sydney, about if it's actually going to run two cars. Uh, yeah, because didn't one of the didn't the dude that runs that uh, Rod Salmon or whatever his name is? Yeah, Rod Salmon. He he's pulled out. Yeah. So Which, it's like. Um, apparently he's a big fan of Will Brown, so that was kind of tipped to be maybe his spot, but not anymore. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. I, I don't know. I think the idea of calling it Team Sydney is It's silly. a bit silly. It's a bit silly. I, and if you go to teamsydney.com, like, I think that's the website. Please be porn. Please be porn. <laughs> it's, oh, you can just buy it. You just buy it and sell it to them. I was checking the other day. Maybe it's .com.au. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's .org. .org.au. Ah. Right? It was founded in 1991. It promotes sports, fitness, and a healthy lifestyle. Um, ah, come on. Has it got too much traffic to it that I'm sorry? Um, Team Sydney Sports Incorporated, representing LGBTQI sports in New South Wales. Oh, Okay. So, I mean, I'll I'll go for it. You know, you do you. (laughs) You be what you want to be. But Team Sydney's already taken. Yeah. Like, it's not what I expected. I don't really care. Like, good for you. Oh, yeah. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, you know what? Support it. Get Go and play some sport. I just didn't expect that's where you were going with this. That's all. (laughs) Well, I didn't realize that, too, until when I was doing what I shouldn't be doing and reading Speed Cafe comments and someone posted something like, I was a board of director on Team Sydney and I don't think you can use our name, blah, 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 blah. And people are like, what do you mean your board of director is Team Sydney? He's like, go to teamsydney.org.au. Oh, right. I've seen and that's that. when I found this. See, there is a very, very rare occasional gem in this Speed Cafe comments. There's a lot of them <laughs> if you want to have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go to the speed cafe and read the comments. It just makes you angry. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm hoping Team Sydney for them is just a placeholder. Yeah, it has to be. That's not a very good name. It's not. Because right, we said that when we're going to have Team Perth and Team Adelaide and Team Alice it, Springs. It really doesn't sound like it's viable to run a team out of Sydney. Is nah. the general 
talk that's being thrown around. And then, do you really want to give a pile of money to Tecto? Like, there's probably better places that money could be spent. Yeah, well, $10 million is what they're getting. Let's start a race team, Michael. I, I want to. I said to JD, our government gave $10 million to a beverage company that went out of business two months later. So we'll take $10 million and run a race team out of Darwin for at least two years. Easy. <laughs> Hidden Valley is our test track. We'll be all right. But quickly before... In other news, Simona Di Silvestro um, on Thursday before Sandown announced that she will not be continuing in the supercars next year as a full-time driver. Surprise? Not particularly. Um, no. <laughs> I don't mean that in like any super negative way, but nobody seemed interested in picking her up. Like You hear talk of lots of names and being thrown around, and it's very rare that her names come up. So apparently last year when Lowndes retired, there was genuine talk of her going to Triple Eight. I remember hearing spoke, those rumors around the joint. I heard it and just thought it was just the Simona fanboys jumping up and down saying that. Um, but then it, she came out and said, no, it was very close to happening, but they couldn't get the final details across the line. Um, and she was actually s- still talking with Tickford. But they decided to go with Holsworth. Holsworth has pretty much got an offer to stay there for next year. He'll take that for sure. Yeah. So from my understanding, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe to get the Harvey Norman backing, she needed to be with a factory squad. Well, that makes sense because, like, that's a lot of money coming behind it, even if you're not entirely satisfied with her performance over three years. That money's hard to say no to, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah. if you're not going to get it, if you're already got to be a factory team, do you really need it? Yeah. Because I don't know. She took. She had three top tens. I still think her best drive was in Newcastle. First that, year Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I had. I loved watching that. That was really good. It was really sad to see her get put into the wall right in front of us. But that showed a lot of promise, and it. That that drive made me think she was going to pick up her game the next year, which was last year. And yeah. she did. I just, I don't know. And, like, there's so many comments online about, oh, if she was in a better car, I'm like, well, that, you could have said that about a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And the fact is she wasn't. And the other thing, too, is, like, I get that maybe there wasn't as much focus on developing her car as much as Andre's and Rick's. But she was never really close to them, especially since the um, the adjustments have been made and those two have been moving further up the grid. Uh, her and even Jacobson have been in the same spot. They haven't really yeah. moved up. Jacobson did all right this weekend, though, to be honest. Yeah, he he was, there was a point there he was up in, like, qualifying quite high in the 10. Yeah, actually, I do remember seeing that going, oh. Good for Jacobson. <laughs> I mean, there was also a point where Simona was on the top of the list too, but then the rest of the field came through. <laughs> God, you sound so bad. Like, we must get so many emails from people just, you guys are sexist, blah, 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 blah. You're like, no, we're not. We're just... So, I'm a fan of a sport, cattle. and I'm giving it an honest critique of what I see. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, you don't see much promise lately from that. So, 
I, I'm not at all surprised that she didn't get another drive. With so many young guys coming, like um, sitting around without jobs that are proven to be quick, you, you'd be aiming for one of them because there's more longevity in them too. They're young. Exactly. They're gonna... She's 31 now. Yeah. She old. <laughs> <laughs> She's old. Coming bust. for a guy that's like 32, but she yeah. old. Like I'm not getting in supercars anymore. Like I had to turn down offers, but I'm too old. I'm sorry, I can't. I'd be right there, but I'm just too old. (laughs) (laughs) Too old. I can't get in and out of the car quick enough. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about getting in and out of the car quick enough, did you see Triple Eight's little flash steering wheel? Oh, the one where Lounsey forgot it wasn't entirely round at one point. Did you? Yeah, yeah. When he spotted it, he's like grabbing it, nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So apparently that's to help him get in and out of the car because there's less spot like a less steering wheel in the way oh, you won't believe what i've seen in one of these lovely social media comment sections okay. um something about the um the penske engine thing which i'm sure we'll talk about a bit later so i won't get into that but then they're like oh what about triple eight and their test steering wheel doesn't that advantage them like how they all driven gt cars before You're like oh you gotta be you grasping at straws on that one bud <laughs> you're allowed to run whatever steering wheels you want <laughs> You could run a joystick if you wanted to, if you could get it to work. But it's just like, how, how is that even comparable? Like, what? <laughs> Do you remember but, watching way back in the day, like Beyond 2000, like that old TV show in the 90s? That told me I'd have a hoverboard by now, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I remember them showing things that like cars are going to have joysticks. I'm like, that's how I'm going to drive around. <laughs> Mr. Garrison's motor transport. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to the <laughs> supercars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it. I quite like that little GT spec steering wheel. They said um, it was, they said it was only going to use it in the two practices, and then they weren't planning on using it in the race or anything. Yeah, but I think they also said they might need to test it at uh, Tasmania. Oh, right, eh? So don't be surprised if you see it at Tasmania because they want to know how it's going to go around that tight hairpin. Oh, around that hairpin, yeah, where you cross your arms over, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it makes that big of a difference. If it makes the drive more comfortable, go for it. Yeah, that doesn't give you any performance gain. It may, like they said, with with during the um, driver changes, you might get (laughs) in and out. Yeah, and you can get in and out of the car a bit easier because you don't have the bottom of the steering wheel, but... There's also how much more lower does the flat bottom steering wheels really go anyway? Yeah, probably not by much, if at all. But I thought it looked cool, and then I was like, oh, we're just a couple of iterations away from Flappy Paddle. And I know drivers seem to hate Flappy Paddle, and some fans are just, nah, I'm like, give them the option. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I kind of like the idea of it still being a manual shifter. Like, I know yeah, it's not right. a H pattern anymore, but it's sort of. It doesn't make that big of a difference, really. I guess, but it I doesn't. still like the. And it does, and I know, and I'm just like, it's it's going to happen. I I reckon it will eventually happen. Maybe Gen Four. Yeah, possibly, but um, I, I it's not something that's going to make me really upset. But I don't really want to see the big stick go. Nah. The big I, stick I, is cool. Yeah, punch, punch, punch. It just looks like the most fun you could ever have. Just like foot flat and just like pulling gears. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. 
I want to go for like a hot lap with him. Like, can I pull the gears down the straight? Just like, can I go, please? <laughs> like, no, because it's a procedure. It's not as simple as it looks. <laughs> Just point, say yes, and I'll pull it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to go up, right? Push up. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I thought we wanted up gears. <laughs> I, I pushed forward because I wanted to go more forward. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. All right. Get out. All right. Let's quickly chat on about a little bit of some racing before we jump into some other stuff. Super twos, mate. Super twos. Bryce was driving conservatively for good reason, too. Yes. He um, was doing all right during the practice session. So, so many times where he just, like on the Friday, he just sat in the pits for ages, plotting around, doing a couple of laps, and then all of a sudden, all right, I've done 15 laps now. I might as well pull out a good banker lap and then smashes everyone. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Okay. I was going to say, Jordan Boy's really impressed me this weekend. Yeah, he done really well. Every time he had to pull out a lap, he did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Bryce just pipped him to get pole position on the sad day. But then on Sunday, it was the opposite way. I think Bryce came across the line in first and then knocked down to third or even fourth. Yeah, I think it was third. But yes, well, how bad Will was Brown the call week. on Saturday? Were they all like half the field started on slicks? Yeah, I was like, when when they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna start on slicks. Like you are making a mistake. Like just look, just look down the road. It's very clear that that's not a good idea. Yeah, so, uh, it's just a hard call to make, especially if you're starting at the front. You know, yeah, and starting also, on pole like, position. But then you think about now, hindsight's great. If you start on pole position and wets, you would have driven away. Yeah, but also the whole thing of like, all it takes is one guy go, I'm starting on slicks, and everyone will look around going, maybe we should start on slicks. Because if it works for him, we're stuffed. Yeah. But I'm also surprised that they didn't pit Bryce straight away when the safety car came out. Because Randall and Bryce stayed out. They did an extra lap behind the safety car before they pitted. Yeah, that is a bit. That, they that dropped was right to the call. back of the field. Then I kind of, to be honest, I did miss this race because I worked all Saturday. So I was kind of watching it on my phone down at the wharf. So I didn't get to see much of this. But I did see Bryce get spun by Randall. I was like, nice work, Randall. Just a little bit. Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah, pretty much outbroke himself. You're lucky it was just a little love tap with how quick he come through. But yeah, he just, just, just tagged the rear of him a little bit and spun him about, which is no good. Yeah, I do remember watching that guy. No, but Bryce... The king of 360s this weekend, or what? I know. <laughs> I know. I've seen the highlight videos. It's like, damn, he did two of them. And Mark Scape will not let you forget that he did a 360. Oh, I think it was brought up every time that Plus Fitness car came on the screen. <laughs> yeah, well, he car kept it straight. He kept his position. You can do all of them you want if you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but don't. But yeah, less Todd has uh, Todd has Todd Kelly's it in the garage like less less three sixties. Yeah. More yeah. zeros. <laughs> See, that was really cool, but never do that again. <laughs> Mind you, Cam Waters did a pretty good three sixty over Bathurst that still gets replayed. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. That's true. And he did that wild card thing with Grant Denyer. Long time ago. Yep, yep. But Tyler Everington won his first race, which was really good to see. He said it was the most fun he's had in a race car. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, well, it was the Kostecki car behind him too, so I was sort of like, come on, Tyler, because all I did was 
you know, help Bryce really. It's like help yeah. your teammate. And yeah, he did a really good job to hold on to that. Bryce did pretty good. Like Bryce did a really good recovery round this weekend. Like this is his worst round and he finished sixth and fourth. Yeah. Yeah, he was um Yeah, both races a bit of and on Sunday, Sunday he said the engine wasn't running right. It was like on seven cylinders most of the race. That's why he was struggling for pace to keep Will Brown behind him. He he made the right move by letting him pass because Will Brown was getting very pushy. He was going and, to get very punty. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, only one of them had something to lose. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, like, everyone knows it was, like... And Will would have known Bryce has got, like, you know, like, a lot to lose. So it's like... If I put enough pressure on, either we're going to end up together or he's going to get out of the way. Yeah, because he had to finish seventh or higher in that final race. Yep. And so to finish fourth, he now has 365-point lead over Kurt Kostecki with um, only 300 points up for grabs in Newcastle. So he might not even rock up and still win by 65 points. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. But, oh. you know, well done for Bryce. The big so congrats big... to him. Definitely. Um after the year that we followed him around, 2018 <laughs> to this year, well-deserved. Yeah. Just to, like, you know, that time we spent meeting his dad or Brad, and that is, like, to see the effort that they put, all put in, it's like, ah, oh, it's finally paid off. Mm -hmm. And I it was think... good to see on Sunday morning, I woke up, look at Speed Cafe, and the lead article was Bryce Forward in contention for second Walkinshaw seat. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That would be really cool if he gets there. Then, like, you know, everything that Brad and Kelly's done to keep his career going, it's all paid off. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... I don't know about this that Walkinshaw seat, though. Nah, I think it's a bit of talk. Um, there's a lot of names been thrown around at that one, so... Yeah, but I think he's, you know... But he's a genuine worst contender. worst people that they, you could put in that car. He's a genuine contender. Just the way he's been racing this year, it's like it's not even just pace. Like his racecraft is pretty good this year. He's like, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he's. I think it would be a good fit because you're not you can't go to that that team and they can't expect much. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're like, doing no a one's full going to restart be there, so it's like it'd be a um, something that will perform reasonably well. Learn from Chaz and not have that pressure of. And because if anyone's going to have pressure in that team, it's going to be Chaz. Yep. Yes. Like, show us that Tickford was the problem and not you. I yeah. don't think it's the problem. <laughs> Chaz is an amazing driver. Chaz is a great driver. Bathurst 2, uh, 1000, 2019 has raised its head again, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Just, oh, after we've been, just after Sunday morning when we are all reading about how Bryce has emerged as a contender, the next article was <laughs> bloody someone got done for having an illegal engine. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, <clears throat> it's like Kansas sort of said, oh, you know, no, no fault of, you know, they didn't intend to have more valve lift. And I do understand it's a very small amount, but it's over. Over is over. And you'd almost think, like, it is a tiny, it is a very small amount over. But I'd almost bet in their engine testing, that peak number, they were the closest. Yep. Like, that's the thing. You don't see all these results. So it's so hard to sort of judge, like, you know, were they, if, 
if they were like five horsepower more than everyone and bang on the line, you're like, well, they clearly have an advantage there. Five horsepower is not much, but when you've all got the same amount of power, it's something. Yeah. So it's just so hard to say, like, yes, they definitely cheated. But at the same time, it's like, no, man, the parts are wrong. The parts are wrong. Is Yeah, I'm not saying they cheated, but they had too much lift in five cylinders. Yeah. That's facts. That's fact. Yeah, facts is facts, man. But um, also, it's it's really hard to take anything like this coming from that team. Like, not even DJR team Penske, just Penske in general. If you look at his history throughout racing, all the way back to like the seventies, there's always been some sort of controversy around him. Like one that I was reading, it's just a little bit interesting. Is they used to race sixty nine Camaros in a Trans Am series, and Penske figured out if I acid bath this, all the little metal dags will get eaten away, and Anyway, the driver went on to win the race, and afterwards the car was weighed, and they're like, oh, wow, this is like 300 pounds underweight. And he used his leverage with Chevrolet to sort of say, well, if you take this win off us, Chevy's going to leave the sport. So they didn't take the win off him, but the next year they, that's what brought in the rule for the Trans Am Series to, we're going to weigh the cars before the race. Like, they never used to scrutineer them. It's like... Just going that far back, it's like there's always been something dodgy with Penske. Well, I was actually, I don't know why I do this, but I listened to Scott McLaughlin's podcast with um, Jack Rewalt, and they did a live episode on Saturday or Friday night. They were down at a pub in near Sandown. And Jack brought up a point that that Penske just bought the IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500 and the whole series, like, and he basically said, I guess so if, you know, if a safety car comes out, he could just tell Fabs to drop back. Don't worry about 30 seconds, mate. You can drop back three minutes. We own the series. (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) Scott was like, no, no, you can't say this. Like he was like, oh no, come on, man. We're on the same team. You can't say this. Like, wow, you just went full turncoat and just <laughs> savaged him. Yeah. But even like in the Is 90s... He's just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> yeah. In the 90s, Penske and IndyCar were, again, around an engine controversy because they found a loophole to run these turbo Mercedes engines. And it's a long story. It's actually He's actually a really interesting guy to learn the history of because of all these little loopholes he's always found. And he's always getting away with it, too. Yeah. My... The thing I find about this is like, all right, so the fact, following the event, engine 009, which was the engine used in car 17 for practice sessions 1 through to 7 and qualifying for race 25 and in the top 10 shootout, was replaced prior to the warm-up of race 25, was examined by supercar technicians, supercar technical personnel, and the valve lift in the number of cylinders was found to exceed the maximum permitted valve lift prescribed by the ESD for car 17. So the maximum lift is allowed 0.07 thousandths of a, is it an inch? Of an inch, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. All engine and then they allowed zero, they're up to, they go, you know, you're like, the, they want it all to be 0.70. Uh, but they go, we're going to give you a little bit of leeway there because, you know, some can be under and over, so they go to 0.071. So the maximum is you should be getting yours at 0.03, 0. 0. 0, 0.07, um, 
Well, not yeah, even. Yeah. You should be getting zero point zero seven hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, so you could have like you know, anyway, it's, it's, I'm not very good with zero point zero's numbers and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. It's confused. inches, man. They're silly. Yeah, but to have yours to go to zero point zero seven one three, you're actually thirteen over the limit. Yeah, and then like another. What? So you you've gone three beyond what they're already giving you in leeway as well. Which yeah. when when you actually work this out in the percentages, it's like, oh, it's not it's not tiny. Like in realistically physically, yeah, we're talking about very small distances. But when you break it down to percentages like paper, not even <laughs> Yeah, maybe a double of piece of paper. But like when you break it down to percentages, I've seen someone do it yeah, like just like yesterday even. And um the percentages actually work out to a bit bigger numbers and you sort of go, Oh well, yeah, but that's always numbers. You can be funny with them and make them look whatever yeah. way you want. <laughs> and so with, if you haven't watched it, go onto supercars.com, have a look in the video section for Larko explaining this because he does a really good job of explaining it. If you've got more lift, you can fit more air and fuel in there and you go faster around the mountain. <laughs> yeah, and like the defense of, oh, the engine must have worn. Like That's a really magic engine to wear in some extra lift. Yeah, yeah, we're in <laughs> on your cams. It lifts a little bit more. <laughs> like, oh, just got some shit built up on the lobe. Should be right, mate. <laughs> so the decision was for car 17, for Scott McLaughlin slash Alex Permat, is to disqualify from qualifying in the top 10 shootout. So you can't, or what I would strongly recommend you not doing is going to authentic. Oh, what's their website? Same mob that's selling those pictures. Authenticcollectibles.com.au. Uh, still taking pre-orders for Scott McLaughlin's pole lap. Uh, oh, <laughs> a, a poster. So I would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that. I would, I wouldn't go and buy that because it's a misprint, though. You, maybe you should buy it. <laughs> might be. What I was actually looking at is this is us all over the shop. You can get a little one to eighteen scale of the show, the Mustang that used to come with. That's FGX. Oh, this is FGX. Um, they are taking pre-orders or something for maybe like in the pre-order section. But you can take for the Mustang for the Bathurst one and for the one to eighteen scale. It's only one hundred and ninety-five dollars with the little Bathurst. I'm like, well, the Craig Lowndes one, the Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup ones, worth like four hundred bucks now. Yeah, one to eighteen cars, man. That's a good community that actually really hold value. Really makes me like some of mine. Like probably shouldn't have taken that out of the box. <laughs> I've got. I'm sitting here and I've got the Lounsey's final race one still in the box. That's pretty cool. Yeah, don't take that out. I was too much of a kid when I got the mine. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to look at it and play with it. It's cool. <laughs> there you go. One to eighteen scale Ford Mustang, um, uh, two thousand and nineteen Bathurst winner. Hundred uh, two hundred fifteen dollars, including GST. Uh, with GST, you get a little Peter Brock trophy. Do they put a little asterisk on it for you? Now you've got to add the asterisk yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he going to get it? <laughs> but I even thought about buying that. Going, this is the car that cheated and won Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. They've got a 1 to 12 model. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's big. It's $500. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> These guys might... Oh, I know why. This Authentic Collectibles doesn't have the license for AAA. Oh, righto. Anyway, um, so they lost, they lost their lap. 
So if you they did have a poster with the two oh three point three seven eight second thing. Ah um, right, yeah, um, yeah. But it was pre order and I was That's like, where this whole thing starts to get confusing and just feel weird. Like so you lose your pole position lap. And now like the whole race is like this mystery race lot of what could have been because Scotty should have started from the back. Fabian held the field up, everyone was gonna do this, everything was gonna be different. It's it makes it feel cheap. I don't like it. It it does. It really does. It's kind of like, well... You've taken what everyone... like, And they talk about it so much. The biggest race of the year. It means the most to anyone. And now it's just surrounded by all this controversy and stuff. Or like, regardless of the team, whoever it is, it's just like... It just sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, you know what? Nothing... I, I 100% agree that he won the championship. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Like he did that. That's he's five hundred and fifty points ahead. Even if you take Bathurst away, he's still two hundred and fifty points ahead. I still guarantee you he's gonna win if you at the end of the day, if you minus the three hundred points from Bathurst, he still is gonna win the championship. Yeah, and by a long margin. Like yeah, you, this is where it's really hard. Like you don't want to take anything away from Scotty because he's driven the wheels off that thing this year, regardless of whether or not it's legal. And all these little things they're talking about, they are tiny. They're not like they're not like race winning like absolutely competition destroying things it's just it's a tiny little thing but it's a tiny little thing and but like what? everyone's got, uh, the comments online are going well have they checked triple eights like every podium car engine got checked so they checked the walking shore they checked triple eight they even checked his race engine and it was fine it was just this qualifying one yeah but and which how just can makes you disqualify sing- from qualifying but then go, oh, well, you have to take your penalty at the Sandown 500. Yeah, that felt very much like a diplomatic choice to avoid a riot. Like, um, we cannot take this race win off because half the crowd here is going to go mental. And I honestly think that's probably what it is. Has to be what it is because <laughs> if, like I said, if it was Courtney's engine, he'd be at the back of the grid. <laughs> How can you impose that, though? That's, I think... The problem is, is it took so long to test all these engines. Yeah, and that, that, that's the other thing too. It looks really convenient that first thing Sunday morning, like, oh, Ben Gisberg at the back of the grid, and now so is Scotty. This race might be interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I, that wish, I, I'm interested to know what Chaz's opinion, how's he, how did he like being on pole position for Bathurst? <laughs> like, I believe I believe his comments were, I'm going to hit armor up for a check. <laughs> yeah, well... I assume he has to give back that $1,000. I don't think that's going to be a drama for him. No, he's got millions. But, yeah, I don't think it's enough of a penalty. Um, Finding them $30,000, they should chuck on that extra $100,000, the $100,000 that got suspended. You're like, nah, you got caught again. It's a different thing, but that's two at the same event. Yeah, twice at the same event. And I don't know, it's so hard to, like, you kind of want to say, yeah, yeah, they probably knew that it was, like, this is the good motor for some reason, use this one at Bathurst because it just feels better than all the others or something. And, you know, then they start talking, oh, we changed it because of the water and the oil, which I b- believe, but if it's making a bit more power, then maybe it started to launch itself. Like, <laughs> anyway. It's all done now, and hopefully we don't have dramas like this next year, because I think it was like uh, Ryan Walkinshaw said, this is unfair to the fans, and I tend to agree with that a bit. It's, 
it's confusing to watch. <laughs> like, it's like when I heard it, like, how can you take a pole position from someone? This is where it's confusing for the fans. And, you know, that thing that Ryan Walkinshaw said, it's unfair to the fans. And I tend to agree with that because how do you take away someone's pole position but not the race win? Like, you're just cooking the history books now. Yep. And there's no way, if he started at the back of the grid, he wouldn't have won that race. I don't no chance. Think I don't think he would have because everyone said it was so hard to pass that year. Yeah. The only thing that would have benefited him was the straight line speed that everyone said the Penske car had ridiculous straight line speed. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, he couldn't have, I don't think he would have won. He probably would have, he would have dragged that car a fair way up the grid, but I don't think he would have won it. Yeah. So anyway, look, it's, it's happened. I don't yeah. want to keep banging on about it. We've got a few more things we need to talk about, but I honestly don't think starting from the back of the grid for Sandown 500 for having an engine that broke regulations, if it was intentional or not, at the biggest race of the year, it's like yeah. going, it's almost like going, oh, you cheated in the grand final, but you're taking your penalty at this, you know, the preseason game. Yeah, keep the premiership. We won't, we won't scrape that from the record books or nothing, but in the preseason... You're um you're gonna start ten points down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it it felt what? it felt meaningless. It was like a very much a, a a gesturing like, look, we've punished them. Yeah, we find them another thirty thousand dollars. Like, oh god, these guys have copped two hundred and eighty thousand dollars worth of fines already. Yeah, it's crazy. Plus they had to build a new Mustang. <laughs> but, yeah, that too. Cause you know what also I was watching the enforcer and the dude, and they were saying that when Russell Inger was saying when he did his thing where he tried to run over Mark Scaife, uh, um, was yeah. this incredible? Like the sponsors wanted to walk, like they were they were threatening to pull over this controversy. Because if you wouldn't, you tried to kill a guy. We probably <laughs> don't want to be like around that. But they didn't want to be involved in this controversy and stuff like that. But you've got people like Shell who, and all the sponsors on DJR, are they not putting any pressure back on the team? Because I think I, some I, of the smaller think... sponsors wouldn't probably want to be involved in, like if it was another team. Like, say Erebus did this. I don't think Penrite would want to be all associated with all of this. No, I think the difference, though, and I'm pretty sure it's already been said, on the enforcer and the dude is it's the commercial agreement between the two. Yeah, Shell and Penske, Shell's business obvi- partners. Yeah, exactly. Like fill out, fill your trucks up at our servos, and like yeah, right. Eh? So it's sort of like, well, you sponsor my race team, and I'll do that for you, and we'll all be happy. Mm. So I don't, yeah. I don't think Shell's going any or Pertech are really going anywhere anytime soon. Or not Pertech, no. sorry. Um, but, you know, maybe their smaller sponsors like Mighty Might and stuff might be a bit like, oh, come on, man. We don't like this. This isn't cool. But they're not the name sponsor either. So it's like. Yeah, and if Mighty Might falls off the car, most people aren't going to notice that the yeah, little front bit along the front bumper's gone. Because Mighty Might's shit. <laughs> it's the shitty Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it says it on the front anymore, to be honest. I think it does. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Co-drivers. Let's have a little bit of a chat about co-drivers. Let's. Who's your best and worst performing co-drivers? Because <laughs> we've we've now done the Enduro Cup. We we can look at everyone and go, yep, how they. <laughs> oh, 
I guess, would LeBrock be the worst coach? No, just joking. Um, <laughs> no, um, so, well, the they easy one to cover off. Grand. Yeah. Right, LeBrock and Webb won 15 grand for the hard charger. Well, it's easy to pass when you're at the back of the grid. Exactly. Not, um, so, well, the best, you'd have to put on the two Red Bull drivers. Like, every start that Lowndes did was amazing. Tanda drove the wheels off it like he'd never been out of the car. Oh, so, Tanda's yeah. start. Like, Tanda's run. I know we're not really, we're probably not going to recap the race because it's already like 50 odd minutes into recording. Um, Tanda's start was amazing off on the back of the grid. Oh, yeah, that was, that was huge. And then he just charged through that grid. Like, before you knew it, he was in the 10. All Pramat needed to do was just hook onto the back of Tanda's car. But Tanda was showing him how to do it. I think, like, yeah, definitely. But speaking of Premat, I wouldn't say he's done a bad job, but he doesn't do a good enough job when he needs to perform. He can drive the car, he can keep it straight, he can keep people behind him. But when he needs to move the car forward, he doesn't. Do you think this year was probably one of the strongest co-driving lineups we've had? Yeah. Uh, like, well, you got. Let's see, so you got Lounsey, Tanda, Caruso. There's three dudes that just got out of race cars. Tanda hasn't stopped racing this year. Lowndes has just been around it the whole time, so it's not really getting away from it at all. Yeah, he's, he's got another five years and, of not doing much before he'll forget how to drive. Yeah, and then um, what Caruso, he was... Caruso he was, was doing really good, but he just kept getting caught out. Yeah, I feel... Like kind of bad for Waters Caruso this round, this run of injuries. They, a lot of the stuff that happened, I wouldn't really call their fault. Mm. I would say Bryce did a good job, but I don't feel like he did his full potential on this weekend. No, nah, I feel like, well, the track was never really in the greatest condition. He um, did a great start with Lowndes, like side by side of Lowndes. He probably he got, was ahead of him. He was just on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, he did that speeding in pit lane. Yeah, that that's what cost. really hurt them. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he's done, like the whole enduro season, I think Bryce has done a really good job. Just another thing of getting caught up in bad incidents. And unfortunately, when Andre hit the wall at Bathus, wasn't good either. Yeah. And I, he's um, done. Yeah. I, no, you're right. I was going to say, Yulden, to me, was pretty disappointing this year. Yeah, he. He had a few mistakes throughout the whole injury season and then really disappointing with what he did to Dale Wood because I put the blame for that purely on Luke. Yep. Yep. Because he must have known there was a GRM car ahead of that well, Castro missing. You watch, you watch the footage. Like, There's a lot of points before the whole thing happens where, um, where the Nissan isn't completely blocking the view you can see the car ahead i know that we're looking from a camera that's a bit higher up than the driver but you telling me they can't see down the road <laughs> yeah he knew that there was a car there yeah for sure like you must have and to go across and there's that position at how fast they were going that was silly like i i think i messaged our group when that happened going that was stupid yeah yeah it was, it was and even mark's guy was like that's ridiculous what are you doing because he just Pulled out and then just touched the back of him and kept going for it. Yeah, and span him. And then not only did he just like, 
he could because the wall he bounced right back into him, so he got taken out as well. It wasn't like he just like oh, I knocked my, knocked one guy out. I'm going to cop a penalty. Like nah, he got the rear ring ripped off the back of his car. Oh yeah, proper did some damage. It was... Like bloody um, Richo come up on them, had to hit the anchors so he didn't run into the back of um, Wood, who was stopped in the middle of the track. Yeah, yeah, that was a good job by Richo to not get involved in that. What's your opinions on the uh, the Kostecki versus Caruso incident? I'm I'm on the side of Caruso because I like him better than the Kostecki's. I just think they they had a bit of an attitude at the end of it all, like oh, having a sook, like you're the temporary guys here, man. Like, and I also firmly believe that he turned into it. Yeah, the the pass was on. All right, they were nice and quick. Yep, fair enough. Go, you were driving side by side, but you don't do that push like he was. He, he turned also, into it. Was, he was young kid driving, like, nah, get out of the way. He turned into him, pushed him into a wall where there's a concrete wall less than a meter off the track. Well, and he had the, um, he had the run on him. He was moving, like, he, he was pulling past him. There was no reason to put him over. He was, like, Caruso's car was in the worst spot. He was going to get passed by more than just Kostecki at that point. Yeah. And Kostecki just put him in the wall. It's like, he was never going to be a drama for you. There was no reason to turn into it. Yeah, they would, they would, and throughout the race, I think they were doing a bit that was a little bit on edge of what's accepted. I think, yeah, I think they were just probably really just pushing to prove something, I guess, like, because they do have something to prove out there that, you know, that maybe they do deserve to be there. And all credit to them, they were quick. Yep. They were definitely quick. They were up in the, like, Jake did, Jake actually, I think, drove better than Brody. Until we put, uh, you know, Caruso in the wall. Yeah. But why did Brody feel the need to flip off Caruso? Yeah. He just... said he was being held up. He thought he was just holding him up. So when he got to pass him, he flipped him off. Like... I'm like, one, you're coming into a corner that you can only go one, like, single car through. And sometimes you just got to, you know, you meet cars at the wrong time on the track. That's racing. You've got to pass people cleanly. Mm. And <laughs> and you have to, you know, get the move done. It's not up to them to be like, I'm just going to let you through now unless they're protecting points or something or a teammate. Like, yeah. yeah. You have to pass them, not just turn up and hope they get out of the way. And Shane Van Gisbergen. That was super disappointing, one, because he was my tip. And I was super stoked. He come out of the pits. So I was like, look at that, Michael. I'm getting a point and you're not. And then a bolt fell out. Ten laps from the end, after starting second last on the grid, which I think Garth Tander did the drive of the race, to be honest. He got it, well, he got it up to, like, second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the back to second. Like, hey, Prema, you should have been there with him. Your car's just as quick. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, to get up to there, then, like, Shane had, like, the last round of pit stops, Shane got past Wind Cup before they pitted. Which I yeah, think... and that was that was looking pretty hairy too. They were they were proper fighting there. There was no, oh, let him through. You'll be right. <laughs> it was like, yeah. no, you're gonna have to earn that one. <laughs> and then he came out. He pitted. He come out ahead of Wind Cup by like ten seconds. And then yeah, all he had crazy. to do was just get it home. Just get it home, and yeah, because like 
just watching it, he came around and there was just smoke coming. Like, oh, that's not good. And then that little bit of smoke just turned to like a blaze coming up the tire. So the back of the car slouching down. You're like, oh, oh that's done. Shane knew it was done. Did they? They did try. They did say, oh, "Do you reckon you can limp it around to the end?" Like, yeah, because you've got ten laps. He was going to try. He was definitely going to try. Because then, when he was told to come in, are you sure? Yeah, mate, bring it in. It's done. <laughs> well, he he was ten laps to go. He had thirty second lead on the, the guy coming third. So, because you know, Wind Cup obviously would have passed him if he had to slow right down. He, or he needed he would have dropped three seconds a lap, pretty much, <laughs> and still finished ahead of the guy that come third. But his tire was not going to make it, and no, just come sure. in there, go two laps down. Oh, well, it, could, it was gutted. Could, yeah, it sucked, and you could see it from the TV cameras because um, you could just see the gouge that was being created in the tire. It was never going to make it, which really sucks. And it does, I guess, so like. Either way, the, the team championship's still alive, so there's some a little bit of excitement for Newcastle. Yeah, but this would have been... We would have been leading it. Yeah, by, true. I think we would have led it by, I don't know how many points, 60-odd. But we're now still trailing by 116. And when I say we, I mean Triple Eight. Yeah, I know what you meant. Um, I guess it's all going to come down to Fabian. Can you help? Yeah, it's pretty much just how well is Fabian going to drive. Yeah, because you can kind of rely on Van Gisberg in a wing cup. Although when Van Gisbergen has a bad start to a weekend, like sometimes, it just well, I think Van Gisbergen had a pretty bad start this weekend, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Okay, a good chunk of the time when he's having a bad weekend, it never really comes back to him. He sort of just yeah, but well, yeah, he had a terrible start because of that whole um, incident with Anton. Which... Oh, we didn't touch on that. No, we didn't, which probably deserves at least a little bit of <laughs> considering... It was what... Anton's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shane got the penalty, did he? <laughs> <laughs> nah. I just, like, oh, How but... dumb was that? Like, clearly, everyone watching knew that that was Shane's fault. You, except you for see, Craig Baird. He came in way too hot. And then I think the... That's where all this data that they collect in race control has kind of hurt them because straight away he's looked at how sharply Anton's turned in and stuff going, oh, well, that's him. He's turned down on him. You're like, oh. But, and that came from steering data and stuff like that. It's like, but if you just watched the TV, man, you would have seen that Shane was coming in way too Shane, hot. Shane and, got out of position because he was trying to block Scotty. Yeah, and at a certain point... There's a turn. Anton has to turn the wheel. Like, he can't just go, oh, there's somebody there. I better go straight. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, every race ever will be over at the first corner. Like, oh, I got to the corner first, you clowns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe it when they gave that penalty. At, to Craig Baird's credit, they come out, like, well, race control come out and said, no, we made a mistake. Very and he quick. went down the pits and said, look, I'm sorry. They got, there's a handshake video photo around. Yeah, it, w- it was a very, um, and it was a quick apology too. It's not like, you know, with the whole safety data car debacle that happened in New Zealand that took him like a week to say something about it. He was very quickly, and yeah, credit to him. And realistically, his race was ruined when they made contact. The penalty was just a little bit of salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. So, 
Triple Eight won the um, Pertec Endurance Cup. Surprise, Craig surprise. Lowndes and Jamie Wincup. Good effort. That was. This is Craig Lowndes' third Enduro Cup that he's won. Not a bad effort. Yeah, because he won last year too, didn't he? He won last year, and then he won, I think, the first year of it or the second year. Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. Well, talking about tips, this weekend just I cleaned up. <laughs> just, yeah. I have to. I'll publicly apologise to JD for misinforming him. All right, Roger. Here, let's I'm have it. Sorry, <laughs> my numbers weren't correct when I told him. Numbers what we're weren't. talking about is on Saturday. I messaged our group, going, "Hey guys, um, these are race twenty nine and oh, 28, 29, like these act for the race to the grid. They were official races. You got a little trophy and everything and points towards your championship. So I'm like, did these give me points towards our championship? And there was a little bit of toing and throwing. And I, I think tried to be came... diplomatic and Meech is in the middle, like one point, two races into one, but no, you have to have the two points. And why did you have to have the two points, Michael? Was it going to affect the championship at all? It, it wasn't going to affect the championship. <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> I believe you're apologizing anyway. <laughs> the two points didn't affect the championship. Shane Van Gisbergen's bolt falling out affected the championship. <laughs> yeah. All right. So basically what I'm trying to say is JD and I are equal on points now. It's fantastic. And he was never five points ahead. He wasn't five points ahead. He was <laughs> three points ahead. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was, well, just to cover Which off the is main... the better half of five. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you're pretty much there. Like, if you're going to round. But <laughs> yeah, so Michael tried to tell me and JD that he was five points ahead. So even if Michael gets two points, it doesn't matter anyway because JD is going to win. And then this afternoon, we found out he was only three points ahead, which puts <laughs> you bang even now. I don't think JD's impressed by your maths, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't at home this weekend to look at the breaking late board. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, it, it anyway. doesn't affect me, so I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I got three points. Nice. I got none. Uh, yeah, you and almost I'm... got one, man. You should have got one. Like, I'll give you half a point. For that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drive up to that Red Bull factory. Like, who does the suspension bolts around here? <laughs> I'll, I'll have my point. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I think they're worried about the 150 points that they lost with it. Um, well, yeah. I don't know how many points you get if you're coming second, but the team championship is what they're really after. Yeah, exactly. So next, is it this weekend we're racing in Brazil? Mm, I'll find out. Um, bro. Uh, yeah. 18th. yeah, this weekend. Yep, at 310. Lovely. Another one, get up nice and early to watch it. You are going Verstappen still? Are you going to go Verstappen? JD's picked Verstappen. But you he can has. Go Verstappen. And I think I might go Verstappen. Oh, so we're all <laughs> just going to pick Verstappen? No, 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 no. <laughs> You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let JD have Verstappen all to himself. I know we discussed the sharing arrangement, but he can have him. I'll go for Leclerc. And if that hurts you, then suck it. 
<laughs> just about to say, you know, you can have it. I'll go Charles. I'm going to go Patel. <laughs> I was going to go Albon, but I it's think too- that's... That's, that's a risky, risky pick. That's a risky at this pick end of the chif- championship, like <laughs> championship's so on the line now. There's four points in it, is there? There's what two races in Newcastle and two F1 races left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't go a risky pick, mate. Nah, nah, it's too close. Oh, I'm <laughs> JD can't hear this, and I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode, but I'm so going wind carpet Townsville at Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just pick SVG. That'll fuck him. <laughs> Well, who do you reckon's better in Newcastle, Shane or Win Cup? Mm, I'd say Win Cup. David Reynolds know. wouldn't be a bad pick for Newcastle as well. He would be a good pick. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon of of the two Triple Eight drivers, you'd probably rate Win Cup there a little bit higher. Mhm. I mean, they've both won races there. Yeah, it's true. I'm not even sure on the numbers on who's won more, but I just feel like Wing Cup's performed there better there because I know Shane's had a couple of bad races there. Shane won on that sad day. Remember that? And then <clears> got <throat> that race taken away from him. Yeah. And Scotty, Scotty ran out of fuel. Which led to a um, pretty... Upset, Michael. Av- <laughs> well, yeah, an average performance from everyone involved with Red Bull, including you. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he just didn't perform well on that Sunday after that penalty. So, I'm going to wrap it up there, mate. Thank you very much for filling in. If you guys listening have anything you want to write in or you have any thoughts about what we've said, let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can email us, um, breaking late at gmail.com, or you can just go check out our website where we host the page. Um, it's breaking late.com. Um, we'll be back next week after the Brazilian Grand Prix. Um, should be a good one. I haven't checked the weather there, but probably could be wet. Maybe. Possibly. Generally is. <laughs> Brazil's a great race, so I will actually might get up for that one. Yeah, I'll give it a shot for sure. So, thanks guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys the next week. Catch ya. Bye.